Welcome into the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Across from me, as always, Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. Get all of his picks. FatJackSports.com. Super Bowl's coming up. Super Bowl's on Sunday. You got to get signed up. Last football game of the year. Well, the, the season. There's, I mean, it's going to start. Calendar year starts. Yes. Yeah, in like September. So we'll be good for a few months. You could double dip this weekend. You could. Super Bowl and UFC, both in Vegas. So I wanted to talk to you about that. This is a complete missed opportunity for the UFC. Why isn't UFC, and I know it's in it, you're going to say like, well, because it's I'm not going to say it in that voice. No, I know you're not. I'm saying the royal you, like this in the people that listen to this. We'll be like, well, it's in Anaheim next week. Okay, I don't care. Yeah, move it to Vegas this weekend. Move it to Vegas this weekend. It's, it's odd because in years past, before the UFC really got to the level that they were, traditionally the Super Bowl Sunday UFC card was one of the biggest fight cards of the yeah, year. Yeah, I remember that. that. It was July International Fight Week and mm-hmm. then typically New Year's were their big three. Okay. Kind of like the big four of the WWF back in the day. They yeah. Three traditionally big UFC cards. Yeah. And now, now, right now the norm for the UFC is they've got so many fights and so many things to schedule. And they got so accustomed. I would say too many fights. Yes. And, and accustomed to booking these fights at the UFC Apex where now they're just, you know, putting up matchups. And even further along, you know, you've got Dana White announcing fights that are not signed. Like, he's now backtracking on a second UFC 300 fight that he's not letting oh, us know oh, which fight what? that is. Oh, which, what? He's what? not letting us know which fight it is, but he's saying that a fight that he announced is happening at UFC 300... Is no longer is actually, happening? No, it's actually not signed yet. Oh, okay. But he's not telling us what fight that is. But then also there was, you know, the, the news that lasted 24 hours last week that Dustin Poirier had not agreed to his fight at UFC 299 against Benoit Saint-Denis, but it just had to do with the fact that Dustin Poirier like, couldn't get a hold of his manager, and his manager signed for him. And so the fight's back on. Yeah. But you're right. This fight, quite, this fight card and next week's fight card should be combined, and they should be taking place this weekend in Vegas. Well, just do UFC 298 should be this weekend, and like there should be something for people to go to. Like this... Fight card kicks off uh, this weekend at three, like three o'clock, three o'clock central. central, which is one o'clock in the afternoon in Vegas. There's no, I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing to do in Vegas at one o'clock. But in all the, afternoon. the pomp and circumstance stuff from the the NFL is probably done. Maybe there's some parties. Oh, there's parties the night before. Oh, there's parties. I remember there being the penthouse party when I, I went to the Super Bowl down in Miami. Yeah, that, I think that was the night before. Yeah, there's parties. There's parties. But um, but still, you could do it's it's to me. I went to Vegas when the Bears played the Raiders a couple years ago with Waddle and Sylvie, and it was um. It was Tyson Fury. It was that fight. And um, Wilder? And Wilder. It okay. was Fury Wilder 2? Whatever the last one was. Okay? And, like, it was a big deal. And, like, everyone was going to it. We tried to find a cheap ticket. Not, no such thing. Right? But my point is, like, that fight was done at, like, 930. And there was still a whole night of stuff to do. And so... um, what I'm saying is, like, UFC could do a big card this weekend in Vegas 
for everyone and have it still end at like 10 o'clock and it would be fine. And everybody could still go to their parties and everybody could still do Because it's not like the players are going. You know, the players are in bed. They're sleeping. Regardless of the... They're, well, they they're, could, they they're staying 30 miles away from the strip. Yeah, they, and they could have, you know, they could have combined their efforts. And, and maybe they, they could have done, like, they've been doing all year with the Manning cast. They know it's ESPN doing it, but the Manning cast. They could have done, like, a, a Manning cast of the UFC, per se. And had sure. two, two former NFL players call in the fights. Yeah. Like they, they did with Snoop Dogg and Uriah Faber back in the day in yeah. Dana White's Contender Series. <laughs> yeah. You know, some sort of alternative format. Take advantage of everything that's going on in Vegas, albeit with, fine, then even if you're having this fight card, pump it up a little bit with some notable names, some 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 fights with, you know, significant meaning. I just feel like it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, you're right. Complete missed opportunity. I know that Dana White's making the rounds on, like, Radio Row and to all these shows and stuff like that, but, like, that doesn't really do anything for the sport other than we got big fights coming. Yeah. The sphere's going to be awesome. It's like, okay, cool. UFC 300, who's headlining? I don't yeah, know. We'll I don't know. We'll, we'll we're going to tell you. <laughs> we'll tell you when we tell you. It's like, okay, well, I, I just don't think they have a fight set yet. They don't. They, they definitely do not. They cannot figure out what that fight is. Now I'm hearing Alex Pereira versus da- Tom Aspinall for the interim heavyweight title. What? No. No. Exactly. exactly. No. Exactly. Well, next week we've got a very good card to preview for you. This week, I'm told it's good. We'll see. By the way... Our show parlay hit last week, so maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll, we'll we'll go for another one again this week as a show parlay because that cat. I'll have a f- couple for sure that should of be recommended. Of course for the you parlay. will. Of course, that's what we're doing here. We're trying to make people some money on Saturday that they can then bet with on Sunday. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? You got plans? Yeah, I have a one-year-old. I'm gonna be at home. You can bring the one-year-old no, to a Super Bowl party. No, she goes to bed, dude. I'm not messing with that. Okay, or you could have people over at your place. I don't just want so, people. just the three of you. I don't want That's people it? at my place. Yeah, just the three of you. Yeah, I mean, well, we're gonna order food or whatever, make food, probably more likely make food. Make I'll probably food. make something. Okay. Um, I mean, we're going, we're going out Saturday night, so I imagine Sunday's gonna be rough. Like my wife's parents are coming in, and we're going out Saturday night. I think Sunday is going to be rough. So Good for you. <laughs> I'll be, I'm going to be hungover on Sunday. Okay, I remember those days. Yeah, because I haven't had it. It's not like I did dry January or anything. I just, like I said, I have a one-year-old. My days of going out and drinking a bunch and just being able to rally are over because I have something that wakes me I'm up just at 6 o'clock you, every you're, morning. You're going to look at your watch, watch what a phone, whatever it is. Dude, <laughs> we're not going out to dinner till 9.30. <laughs> You're not going to make it past appetizers. <laughs> we're going to see a comedian, and then we're going to dinner afterwards. You are not even going to dinner. <laughs> you're going to see the comedian. You're going to look at the time and be like, no, all right. No, we're going with other people. Like, we have to you're show gonna, up. You're going you're gonna to go see the comedian, no. and then you're, you're going to bow out. You're going to be we like, all right, we're going to go, gonna go pick up some Smashburger on the way we home. We have and to. Like, and, and, and just take care of biz. I might get Smashburger for the game, wings okay. and everything. That's a good choice. But I'm telling you, we have to go to dinner. That's going to be... We're the ones that suggested going to dinner. You guys bit off more than you could chew. No, we're doing this. I don't care. You are... I'll be tired. 100%. I will will be texting you at 10 o'clock and you will be on your way home. No, 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 no. Unless it's just the the dinner's that crappy. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get started with this UFC fight night main card. It starts with Rodolfo Vieira against Armin Petrosian. I feel like we've talked a lot about Armin Petrosian before. He seems to fight a lot. 
Uh, Vieira uh, comes in four and two through his first six, six fights, collecting submissions in every single one of his victories. This is a clash of styles because Petrosian likes to punch. Vieira likes to uh, grapple, so this one should be a good one to start Styles make fights. Yep. This is an entertaining fight for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adolfo Vieira came in with probably some of the best credentials we've ever seen from a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. This guy is a black belt hunter. He is a wizard on the ground, and he has evolved as a mixed martial artist. So it's, it, quite frankly, actually, it's interesting. Both of these guys are like old-school UFC, where they, come, they came from different backgrounds and then merge themselves into the UFC, whereas now, obviously, people are fully training as mixed martial artists. Vieira came in as a grappler, Petrosian, with a kickboxing background. So that's the first thing you're going to have to ask is, is who's going to be able to dictate what they want to do? Vieira, throughout his UFC tenure, has shown the ability to get fights to the ground and submit you. Striking is evolving. Cardio has always been suspect with him. He has gassed out in fights before and actually has led to some awkward losses and, and weird submissions. Alex Hernandez, I believe, submitted him, and he was a huge uh, underdog when that occurred. Armin Petrosian, long, rangy kickboxer, mm-hmm. been in there with some of the best as well, but very good takedown defense. And that's the area I'm focusing in on in particular because Petrosian right now currently slated as an underdog, slight underdog, but an underdog at, at that bat. Mm-hmm. And I think that he clearly has the advantage on the feet. And if Vieira is not able to get this fight to the ground quickly, he's going to be in for a world of hurt. Now, granted, he is, he, he, he's shown that his cardio has improved, but I think the fight that he's going to get for three rounds with Armin Petrosian is something that he's not going to be able to handle well because I believe Petrosian will be able to get back to his feet and furthermore, Adam, if you look at the, 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 the round total at over one and a half, it's just to the over. Yeah. And I think if you're handicapping this fight, it's Vieira early, Petrosian late. So I believe with the odds makers saying that this fight's going to go into the later rounds, that speaks to favor Petrosian. So I like Petrosian money line straight up right. as the underdog. If you're giving me plus money on Petrosian, I like him. Banking on that takedown defense holding up. Banking on he's got the better cardio, and he's going to have the clear advantage on the feet. One last point. It wasn't Alex Hernandez the great. It was Anthony Hernandez. I just want to make sure I'm there giving out go. my facts yeah. correctly. Yes. But still, Vera, an absolute wizard on the ground. You were thinking of Alexander the Great. You were making yes, historical references. Yes, but I mean, A. Hernandez and A. Hernandez. Yeah, you were making historical references. I get it. Uh, so it's minus 102 for Petrosian. No, Alex Hernandez is also a fighter in the UFC. No, I know, I know. But Alexander okay. the Great is what I was But that's his nickname, with. too. Yes, yes. I, yes. <laughs> okay. I was trying Woo! to make you sound smarter. No, no. And, no. and yeah. <laughs> like, you know, read books and stuff like that. <laughs> read? We read? What? What? Uh, Petrosian to win by knockout is plus 240. Petrosian to win by decision is plus 300. And by submission is 25 to 1. On the other side, you've got Vieira by submission plus 165. Vieira by decision plus 550. Well, I think if you're on the Vieira side, you might as well take that plus by money sub. via submission. Yeah. Because the guy, again, is a wizard. He, he, he has an advantage over basically everybody he's ever stepping into the octagon with on the ground. I just don't think he's going to be able to get this fight to the ground. Or if he does be able to control the fight on the ground, to hunt for that submission. I'm not ignoring the fact that Anthony Hernandez submitted him. A guy that has no business submitting him, but just Vieira ran 
ran out of gas. I don't mm-hmm. think that Petrosian, that the 25 to 1 number is, is worth a look. No, no. For me, it's Petrosian just straight up on the money line. And if you want to add further to it, I think the over at one and a half, you, you've juiced heavily to the over. I think it's a dollar 80. I, I certainly believe in that as well. Petrosian and the over for me. All right, minus 102, that's pretty much even money uh, for Petrosian. So I like that as well. We go to our next fight, Michael Johnson against Darius Flowers. Michael Johnson has beaten some big names. He's beaten Tony Ferguson. He's beaten Edson Barboza. He's beaten Dustin Poirier. But he's also lost to Clay Guida, Jamie Malarkey, Reza Madati. And then also you've got Darius Flowers, who is making his debut at lightweight. He has never fought professionally at lightweight before. He's uh, fought at welterweight, but this is his first fight at lightweight. How do you see this one? It's going to have to be one of those fights that you wait and see what Darius Flowers looks like at the weigh-ins. The guy's a compact fighter, built like a tank. So it'll be interesting to see how his cut from 170 to 155 take shape and how he handles it is he able to recover if he's on the scale early one of the first fighters to weigh in i think he's certainly worth a look michael johnson has had a long career in the ufc since debuting on the ultimate fighter being a part of the the black zillions versus the american top team season and as you said yeah beating some of the best at lightweight he's got very slick strikes he's got power at, at 37 years of age but He's just fallen flat at times. Like the the, victor, the loss he had to Diego Moises at the early onset of the pandemic, winning that first round, and then all of a sudden Moises goes to the ground and snaps on a heel hook, and Johnson gets submitted. His last fight against Carlos Diego Ferreira, like we were on the Johnson side. Johnson easily winning that fight. Mm-hmm. Ferreira lands a holder hand right, and Johnson goes to the, the Netherland, the, the shadow realm, if you will. <laughs> so um, uh, going back to Darius Flowers, he's training here in Chicago. He's training with the likes of Bilal Muhammad, Shout so out. I do like that. Obviously, coming from a very strong camp, a lot of amateur fighters out of that uh, Chicago team as well. So he'll be prepared from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think this. Th- I'm going to lean Flowers. You know, Johnson at 37, coming off of that brutal knockout, has not looked great over his last few fights. Although he did get the victory, the dog, you know, two, two fights, dogs. two dogs in a row. Even but it, money again too for uh, Darius Flowers, a little over plus one hundred two. Yeah, but I mean, again, you know, Johnson's going to have to deal with the pressure because Darius Flowers is going to come out like a bat out of hell. He's mm-hmm. going to try and you know dirty this fight up, maybe look for a takedown or two. And I think the longer this fight goes, the fight's going to favor Johnson. So you, you you bank on the veteran if this fight is going into the later rounds. But I I still. I'm telling everybody right now, wait and see to, 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 to understand what this weight cut looks like. What does Flowers look like at the weigh-ins? Is he able to successfully get to 155? All right. The uh, total in this fight, it's actually not juiced very high. Over 1.5 minus 120 right there. And you're looking at Flowers to win by knockout plus 180. Flowers to win by decision plus 700. 11 to 1 for submission. And then on the other side, Michael Johnson to win by knockout at plus 140. Michael Johnson to win by decision plus 450, and then this is not going to be a submission. Uh, this is not going to be a grappling fight. 14-1 to 1 to win by submission the here. Two, the two props that I would look at is Darius Flowers via knockout at plus 170. Okay. Johnson has been knocked out. He'll put himself in danger. Darius Flowers is a powerful puncher. He'll If he, again, successfully cuts the weight, he will rehydrate and, and bulk up and be likely the bigger fighter Come fight night. If you're on the other side, if you're on Johnson looking for value, I think you said a plus 450 for him to win via decision. Mm-hmm. Even though I know that Johnson's got power, 
Darius Flowers got stopped in his UFC debut short notice fight against Jake Matthews. Took that on a week's notice, so that's nothing to ho-hum about. You know, Jake Matthews, very good fighter in the 170-pound division. So I think Johnson just avoiding danger, maybe losing the first round, but then beginning to outpoint, outwork, outscore Darius Flowers. So Johnson via decision at plus 450. Might be worth another look. A little sprinkle, a little sprinkle. If you're like on the it. Johnson side, yes. I'm leaning towards the flower towards side flowers, yeah. because of because again, just how Johnson has looked, the flowers camp, yeah, bigger fighter. But again, I worry about that weight cut. All right, our next fight: Brad Tavares and Gregory Rodriguez. This fight was supposed to take place at UFC 283, but Tavares had to withdraw. Rodriguez stayed on the card and got knocked out. Despite that knockout, he is still the favorite here, minus 250 to Tavares' plus 190. What do you think of this one that was supposed to happen a few months ago? This is an intriguing fight. Just, you know, who's going to be able to dictate what they want to do? Brad Tavares, very good kickboxer. You know, tough guy to get out of there. He's been in the middleweight division in the UFC forever. Gregory Rodriguez, you know, RoboCop. Fights like RoboCop. Strikes are kind of robotic. But he has a lot of power, and he will have a decisive advantage if this fight goes to the ground and if he chooses to take it to the ground. Tavares is a very difficult guy to get down on the ground. Uh, We've seen it time and time again. He's been in there with some of the best grapplers we've had in the middleweight division. I'm not leaning either way. I think I could see both guys being successful But I think Gregor Rodriguez being the younger fighter, the more powerful fighter, and the guy that I think at some point could land some fight-changing strikes, I'll throw Gregor Rodriguez into our parlay along with Armin Petrosian. Along with Petrosian. So we've got two fixed in there right now. But it's it's not a confident selection. I mean, you're, you, you we got you, money you, to play with from last week. That's right. You set the tone for us to have a parlay in this. I, I think Gregory Rodriguez should win the fight. Okay. He's on the come up. I think Brad Tavares, his best days are behind him, but he's always a tough out in the 185 pound division. All right. If we look at method of victory here, Tavares by knockout is plus 500. Same with Tavares by decision. And then if you look at the other side, Rodriguez. Uh, by decision is plus 175, and by knockout is plus 200. Small sprinkle on that knockout? Two to one? That's not, I mean, you can go with a little bit of more of a sprinkle than a small (laughs) sprinkle. Like, you know when you go and you get the cones, and they they cover the whole thing in sprinkles? Like, kind of, I think, like, that's kind of the sprinkle you do. Okay. With a knockout at two to one. Two to one's not great. I mean, here's the thing. Gregory Rodriguez, I'm looking at, just wanted to double-check this right now. He's got five victories in the UFC. Four of them have come via knockout. All right, I'm going with Abdallah's pick is going to be Rodriguez by knockout. All right, we need a sound effect for that moving forward. Pew! (laughs) Not one that's made by you. Why not? It's my... Don't we have have some strong production? We've got the... my pick. I don't know what our sound effects are labeled anymore. You know the last time I don't... don't, We got the news dog. Now, listen, we got the news dog. I will say that. And, like, behind the scenes, like, I I don't run the board anymore. I'm not saying, like, oh, it's not my job. I don't run the board anymore. But, like, I just haven't done it in a long... It's, it's kind of like riding a bike where, like, once you do it a couple times, like, once, once like, you're on it for a break, you're fine. 
So let me see. Uh, let's see. What can we do? What can we do for? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What do we got for a sounder? No, we don't have anything like that. Uh, let's see. No, none of that. I don't know, man. I'm not finding anything. Let's see. Let's see. What about this? This is awesome audio right now. <laughs> Very interesting. Here, here we go. Here we go. I've got one for you. I've got one for you. Got one for you. Here's this. Abdallah's pick is Gregory Rodriguez to win by knockout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. That's in. Locked and loaded. All right. <laughs> the Satron. What was that? Of, plus 200? Plus 200. Plus 200. Two to one. Okay. Two to one okay. for Gregory Rodriguez. We'll note that. <laughs> and he's in our parlay. Our next fight, our second to last fight here, Dan Ige against Andre Philly in, in the uh, featherweight here. Uh, Ige had a three-fight slide at the start of last year. He won. He won again in June, but then lost to Bryce Mitchell in December. And then Feely... He fought at UFC 296, so he fought like three months ago at UFC 296, uh, and he he was replacing. It was short notice, but he still won the fight. So uh, you've got Andre Feely against Dan Ige here, and right now Dan Ige is minus 185 the favorite here. Yeah, and I think he should be. He's been in there with a better level of competition. He hasn't been successful against that, that higher level of competition, but certainly should be the favorite, plus the fact that the short notice nature that Andre Feely is accepting this fight Danny Ige, very good boxer. I think he's got you know relatively strong takedown defense. He can go hard for three rounds, and, and he's a tough guy uh, to get out of there. But Andre Feely looked fantastic at that UFC 296 showcase yeah. against Lucas Almeida. I mean, his, sli- his striking was extremely slick. He got Lucas Almeida, the younger fighter, out of there in just over three minutes. Recency bias for me, no other reason. I think that the guy trending in the upwards direction, even though he's been in the UFC for quite some time, is Andre Touchy-Feely. I think that he's a very hard, difficult guy. Yes, that's his nickname, Andre No, Touchy I know Feely. it is, and it gets me every time because we talk about him a lot, and it's like, ugh. It just flows off the tongue, too. you got to be better. No. He does or I do? No, him. He him? needs a better nickname. Okay, well, that's his name. It's okay. well, Dan 50 k Ige. Oh, I like that. You do? I kind of like that. Are you going to now start to base your picks on the nicknames? No. I feel like I've come a long way now. Maybe in the beginning, the first couple months of this podcast, I would have done that. (laughs) When Shea filled in for you, he really liked the nicknames. That's fair. He would go go in that direction. I just think recency bias. You know, Danny, also, Andre Feely is a very difficult guy to emulate when you're preparing for him. Whether it be over a three-month camp or a short-notice nature, this is going to be a scrap. This is one of those fights that I would recommend if your book has fight of the night, uh, which they don't even, they don't even give out anymore. But anyways, if they did and they had that, but I just realized they give out bonuses. Yeah, they do. Do they give it out for fight of the night or performance I, of the night? Uh, I think it's called performance of the night, but I think it's the same. Okay, if if you can, if it allow, if your book allows. Yes, I w- this is going to be a barn burner. This should be fun for okay. for however long it lasts. And I can actually see it going to the judges' scorecards, even though guys both have finishing abilities. I think just Andre Touchy-Feely, small sprinkle on the money line. Ooh. He's the underdog. He's taking this fight on short notice. Difficult guy. And I think actually wrestling is going to come into play. He's not known as a wrestler, but he does come from an outstanding wrestling camp, a team alpha male. I certainly think that that could come into play. So I like Andre Feely to win the fight. All right, plus 140 there. The dogs are barking and not our news dog but just the regular dogs are barking there for this fight. And so if you look at here, method of victory uh, with Andre Touchy-Feely. You did it. I didn't do it. You did it. By decision is plus 250. By knockout, plus 600. And then Ige by decision, plus 165. By knockout, plus 250. 
Uh, I don't have a lean on any type of prop. No, we're taking the dog. It's fine. Yeah, it's we don't fine. need it. Money I was just giving there. him out there for you just okay. in case you were like, all right, let's do this. But you said it goes the distance, but at that point you're going off of judges and that kind of thing. So just money line, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Our main event, Jack Hermanson, Joe Pfeiffer. Hermanson is fighting for the first time since December of 2022. It is, that is what, 14 months? 14 months. Since his last fight when he uh, lost to Roman Delizze, who we just saw fight uh, back in Orlando back in 2022. And Pfeiffer keeps fighting a lot. Um, He won his first three UFC appearances. Um, He's he's, uh, submitted guys. He's... He got his first sub, sub, bleh, excuse me first submission finish if I could read his first submission finish inside the octagon against Abdul Razak Al Hassan uh, a while ago so this should be a decent fight the odds would dictate Joe Pfeiffer the the heavy favorite here minus two eighty Joe Pfeiffer the UFC has decided that this guy could potentially be a neck, one of the bigger stars in the future especially at the uh, middleweight division he comes with a lot of power he comes with. Some good grappling base. He comes with a good personality. His nickname is Body Bags. You talked about that last week. On with a pod. Z. With a Z. Correct. Uh, so this is a showcase fight for him. This is an opportunity to, to prove to the doubters, the world, the rankings that he deserves to be in the top ten, maybe the top seven or six of the middleweight division. Jack, Because Jack Hermanson's been there. He's been there at the top heap of the 185-pound division for quite some time. He wasn't able to compete early on in 2023. He had to pull out of a fight against Brendan Allen in uh, April, undisclosed uh, injury, so we don't know what effect that that did. And Jack Hermanson, at what, 35 years of age now, you know, he's not going to be evolving as a fighter. He's a guy that's a pressure fighter. He's got very strong cardio, and he wants to take fights to the ground. And I saw him perform in South Florida several years ago against Jacare Souza. Outstanding performance, really put the spotlight on him. He cashed that night as an underdog. But the fight after that was a showcase fight when he was in uh, his home country. Uh, where's he from again? At, at Sweden. He was in home country of Sweden. He had a, a fight against Jared Cannonier and lost in the second round via knockout. I believe Jared Cannonier has the same type of skill set that Jack Hermanson is going to see against Joe Pfeiffer on Saturday night, a guy mm-hmm. that's a powerful puncher, a guy that's got good takedown defense or good takedown offense, and Jack Hermanson's pressure is going to be his undoing. So I like Joe Piper to win the fight. I would stuff him certainly into our parlay, but I think Piper he's got five rounds to, to find the chin of Jack Hermanson. Yeah. I don't think it's going to take By that knockout amount of time. even money. Yeah, that's what I like. I like, I like Joe Piper to, to win the fight via knockout. And I think you could also bank on the fact that he's going to get the victory in round one or round two. Ooh, I think it's okay. going to come early. I think Hermanson's not going to be able to do it against smaller cage plus two, at the apex. Plus 250 for round one, plus 600 for round two. Yeah, I want to get that round one and two combination, okay, which you've found for me before. But yeah, as I was saying, well, like... The problem with that is it's on that's on FanDuel, I believe, and FanDuel hasn't put out like methods of victory yet okay. because we are recording this on a Wednesday. So pay attention to that. I mean, that's what I would look for because also smaller apex. Hermanson's not going to be able to utilize his footwork, utilize spacing because his his his. Even though you know I mentioned that he is a pressure fighter, a guy that gets in your face, his takedowns though come from distance, and he's yeah. not going to be able to operate like that. I could see you know him looking for a takedown and Pfeiffer landing a an under, uh, uppercut and. 
putting him into the shadow realm. Second mm-hmm. guy to go to the shadow realm we talked about today. I have Pfeiffer to win in rounds one and two, but not by knockout. That's only plus 110. Okay, so see. we want a little more value. You want by knockout in rounds one or two. Yeah, because, look, Pfeiffer also is a, is a guy to, that is an equal opportunist. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw him submit uh, Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Yeah. This is his last time. So he's a guy that will, you know, certainly hunt for some sort of submissions if he can find him. But this is a guy that is continuing to evolve. This is a guy that they think it can be a top tier contender. Here's your showcase fight Super Bowl weekend, make a big impact and get the victory, and let's stuff them into our parlay as well. All right, so right now we have a three-leg parlay, but first our picks. Armin Petrosian, money line minus 102. Flowers, money line plus 102. Rodriguez, plus 200 on the uh, money line there. It's a little sprinkle under a touchy-feely. At plus 140, and then Pfeiffer by knockout at plus 100, and then when it is available, Pfeiffer by knockout in rounds one or two. Uh, our, I was looking at this real quick, trying to parlay. bring this back up. Yeah, our parlay. I had to go back to the last string. Uh, screen. Our parlay. Armin Petrosian, Gregory Rodriguez, and Joe Pfeiffer in there. That's three fights. That three-leg parlay pays plus 276, which I believe is the exact same odds as last week's parlay. You want to add one more? Yeah, absolutely. Devin Clark, light heavyweight fight against Marcin Procneo. Okay. Devin Clark, if he does what he's supposed to do and wrestle, wrestle, Devin, wrestle, and he will that'll that'll add to our power life for sure. So Petrosian, Gregory Rodriguez, Joe Pfeiffer, Devin Clark, four leg parlay, all on the money line, plus four forty seven. Yeah, buddy. That's perfect. Yeah, Super buddy. Bowl weekend. Get that in. Hopefully it cashes. We're still playing with a little bit of house money from last week's parlay. Uh, so let's do that, and then let's uh, let's get some Super Bowl bets. Head to FatJackSports.com. Get signed up today. You can get all of Jordan's picks, plus all the Super Bowl picks, plus college basketball. NBA is coming up. Listen, all these guys are going to be changing teams here. Trade deadline's coming up on Thursday. You're going to need to know who to bet. Don't just bet willy-nilly. You're like, oh, maybe I'm going to bet this team. Guess what? That guy's player's gone now. So what are you going to do? Well, Jack knows. Yeah. Pay, pay attention <laughs> to somebody in the know. And, and exactly. Exactly. And get all the Super Bowl picks right there as well. And, uh, yeah, anything else? And for you this? like who in the Super Bowl again? I like the Chiefs. Okay. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. We both I, moneylined the Chiefs immediately I, after yeah. they won the game against Baltimore. Yeah. I put in Chiefs moneyline. Um, I'm probably going to go with Red Gatorade. Okay. Uh, and I'm betting all the uh, – I put out a video on my socials at Adam A. Abdallah uh, of all the 13s because if you know anything about Taylor Swift, she loves the number 13. This is her 13th game that she's going to this year. Super Bowl 58, 5 plus 8, 13. It's played on February 11th. 2 plus 11 is 13. So the Chiefs to win by exactly 13 points is 55 to 1. The Chiefs to win between 1 and 13 points is plus 160. The Chiefs to win between 13 and 18 points is plus 550. This is deep, man. Isn't it? It's a Super Bowl, Who man. is number 13 on the Chiefs? They don't have a number 13. Okay. That's why I'm also sprinkling to cover my ass on number 13 for the 49ers, Brock Purdy, to win MVP. MVP. Also, 4 plus 9 is 13. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, you've, you've got something cooking. No, there. like listen, it's it it's it's been going around the internet for two weeks now since really? they since the Super Bowl I mean, was set. That like this is 
that this is like all coming up. And so I, all I did was go in because of the number 13 is go in and find any Chiefs bet that had the number 13 attached to it. Got it. Like by them winning by a certain amount of points. So I think the one that's going to come in is them by w- winning by one, or th- by one to 13. At plus 160 is still good money. So I'll take I'll that. I'll tell you what, that them winning by plus 13 at plus... At- 50, By exactly 13 50, points, 50, 55 that would be awesome. to one. I'll put five bucks on it and just hope it <laughs> yeah. happens. And then if it happens, it's going to be like the crazy. It'll bl- Twitter will explode. Right. Like all the Taylor Swift fans, if they win by 13 points, like it will be, especially if it's like at the end, they're up. And let's say they're like Purdy throws a pick six, right? And so now they're up 13 and going for the extra point and they miss or something crazy like that. Like then I think... That's when it goes nuts, right? That's when people are like, oh, look what Taylor Swift did. She made them her. She's a sorcerer. She made them win by 13. <laughs> like, it'll be something like that, right? It'll be crazy. Anyway, have fun betting the Super Bowl. What do you? What else do you like this week in the Super Bowl? I do have the money line. I haven't looked at anything else. Uh, you know me. I'm a day-to-day guy. Yeah. So I got to go college basketball tonight, college basketball <laughs> Thursday and Friday. And, and Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> and then Saturday night, we'll see how the UFC fight card goes. And yeah. then Sunday... Um, I mean, it'll probably be the normal stuff. Pacheco on the over. It'll be yeah. uh, McCaffrey receptions over. It'll Kittle be to score a touchdown. For Kittle sure. to score a touchdown. For sure. uh, you know, something like maybe is there something to do? Mahomes, Kittle, uh, Ke- Tra- Travis Kelsey, t- uh, co MVPs. Yeah, Kelsey to score a touchdown for sure. I think if you um, if you like parlay all the anytime touchdowns, like the easiest one, obviously, is to do. Um, Christian McCaffrey and and Kelsey, like those two are pretty much guaranteed. Like I think in the in the uh, NFC Championship game, McCaffrey was like minus two fifty to score a touchdown. Like you don't see odds like that to score an anytime touchdown. Right. It, but it's just a given that he's going to get in the end zone. So if you're doing anything, I think you should put. Now watch, it'll happen like when the Bears won the Super Bowl. They never gave the ball to Walter Payton. Right. That's what'll happen here. It'll be like the it'll be the exact same thing. He just won't get the ball. Uh, but yeah, so that's what that I think you should throw him into any Super Bowl thing you do. Christian McCaffrey will score a touchdown. I like it. Sure. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, we will be back next week. Thank you for listening. We'll preview a much better card. Our guy Volkanovski's fighting. It should be great. UFC two ninety eight is going to be awesome. We'll preview it all next week on another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.